Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. Now, we've got another great subject today, talking about managing the race calendar, very important. But before we jump straight into that, Joe, do you know what day it was yesterday, by any chance? Do you have any idea what day it was yesterday? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Didn't hear from you yesterday. Oh, I did hear from you yesterday. Somebody was, didn't wish I me had, happy birthday. I, mean, I know, happy birthday. However, I was taking my sister for her second COVID jab. So I kind of feel that's a good excuse, isn't it? <laughs> I love it. I love it. You Joe, said, I forgive so, you. Hold on a minute, and I quote, Oh, who really cares about birthdays when you're my age? I'm sure you said words to that effect. It was a test. <laughs> I was testing you. Look, you can see the carefully placed cards behind me. You can see the carefully oh, yeah, placed look. cards. I don't know what your address is. <laughs> anyway, it's not all about me. It's about the wonderful people joining us for today for a chat around managing your race calendar. I'll tell you something, Joe. I don't know if you know this or not. We've spoken a little bit about our own running and goals and stuff. Over the years, throughout my running, I'm somebody that's not really raced that much. It's rare for me to actually have stacked too many races together. I'm probably, I think I'm in the minority. I think I'm right in saying the majority of people tend to race too much register for too many I'm, events i don't know that you I think, are actually no i i think i think there's probably a, you know a healthy split between those who race a lot and those who don't race very much and then i like think? to think i'm mm. in the middle ground <laughs> what, yeah. what do you think some of the what do you think some of the issues are now because obviously we're talking of two i think there's two things here joe why i ask that and why we're doing the subject today I think there's the whole race deferral thing, which is kind of out of people's hands. They've not, it's out of their control. They haven't chosen that. They would have done the races last year, you know, over these past 12 months. They've just been shoehorned perhaps into the back end of the year, you know, people backing them up, stacking them up. But also there's lots of races that people naturally want to do and excited and they want to get back racing. So I think there's kind of two things here and it could lead to problems. What's your thoughts on the situation at the moment with kind of races and back end of the year and, and all that craziness? So I think the first thing is, uh, does anybody have any idea what races they're actually entered into and when those <laughs> races might be happening? It's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I, free, I must have asked, if I've asked some of the runners I coached once, I've asked them 94 times to remind me because it's just so complicated at the moment, isn't it? And, and you know, and half the time they come up to me and say, no idea, <laughs> absolutely no idea. You know, and again, that's nobody's fault. It's not the race organisers' fault. It's it's just the way we are in this crazy world. So, I would say the first thing is probably trawl through your emails, <laughs> your junk emails, and try and find out what races might be going ahead when. Um, but then I think, like you say, it's really um, normally, you know, in any other year, my whole year is nicely divided up by these landmarks of different races along the way even if I'm not doing them you know they're there you know obviously you've got the big one of the, the spring you know London Marathon in April end of April that sets the tone doesn't it and then we know there's the um, autumn marathon series and then you've got everything sort of in between and, 
And like you say, you might have your local or favourite half marathon or 10k, but all of that's been thrown out the window, hasn't it? Because the whole normal flow of the year is now all over the shop. Every single marathon is in September and October. Um, and I'm sure you must be like me. You've got Have you got runners who are doing four marathons in a row? <laughs> Yeah, oh, God, on the same day, I think, <laughs> to be honest, on the same day. It's crazy. I, I, you know, you work with different people, don't you? I know you do. I certainly do runners. And there's probably different people in terms of personalities and, and, and what motivates them watching this video now. And some people are really, uh, I say clued up, but some people are really organized, just generally as people, and they kind of know what they're doing when. I've got one runner in particular who uh, springs to mind because we exchanged some messages yesterday, and she's really been very calculated. And you'll you'll be impressed with this, Joe. She's talking about A and B races, you know, the, the races that are more important um, than the, the kind of secondary races, as it were, you know, the kind of the, the big rocks are the A races and then the smaller rocks, the pebble, pebbles, if you like, are the B races. And she's being really kind of logical and systematic and it's great to see. Other people don't have that thought process and they're not totally aware of perhaps the races they have got. People can forget about what they've signed up for, especially at the moment, like you said, because you just, what's happening with everything? And you get these emails going, oh, well done. It's in two <laughs> weeks time. Oh God, you know, so I think, I think people have to make some quite difficult decisions at the moment. I really, and it is difficult because we want to run, don't we? We want to race yeah. and you want to do these things and be with your friends and your club buddies again. But I do think it's it's difficult to make those decisions. And I think, Joe, it's very hard to make the decision. I'm talking obviously about not doing a race or deferring mm. it yourself. I think it's very hard if you're making that decision because you're being smart because you've got too many races close together. If actually it's because you're injured, it's sort of the decision's been made for you. Yeah. But the fact you're able to actually do the race but you're telling yourself, no, that's not a smart move. That's quite a brave thing to do. And I think it's going to be quite difficult for people. Yeah. So I, I have, you know, always like to make some notes beforehand. And I've got the, you know, those notes here. Stick to the good principles. I think, you know, at the end, in any other year, you would say, what are my goals? And it doesn't matter what your goals are. So for some people, it's to get out and have fun, enjoy the social side of racing, to finish the distance. And for other people, it might be, I really want to improve a PB over this distance and that distance. So I think that's the first thing. Have this philosophical debate with yourself about what's your goal for this season. Then I think you have to look at what races am I currently entered into and when, and that's when you have to start making that decision. And I think there's nothing wrong with running all the races that you're entered into. But as you say, one of the things I love to talk about, which is a real sort of athletics principle, is this whole idea of optimal performance. So if you do want to run some good times, you cannot, nobody can, run those in every single race that you run. So you're going to have to prioritize what are the races that I'm going to focus on to run the times if that's what my goal is. So that then is almost your second kind of point, to pick out what might those races be. With the rest of them, I think then, you know, you do have to make this decision. Do I want to drop out some of these you know, it can feel a bit frustrating if particularly the price range, you know, the entry price to some events is, is pretty steep. Um, but I think you've got to decide, you know, do I actually need to drop out this race? Or here's a really interesting thing. Can you run the race and see it as a training run? Good luck. <laughs> How much do you trust yourself? I, uh, I've i just written down here, actually, when you mentioned optimal performance, which I love that phrase. And you're dead right. You know, if you really want to focus on, for me, it's Manchester Marathon or whatever it might be for other people. 
how much do you trust yourself? Is it a race or an event? Because I often say to people, I advise that if somebody's, if they, if this is this is a slightly different thing, but if somebody's feeling quite a lot of pressure with races, and oh, sometimes I can, I think I can feel pressure with races. Perhaps one of the reasons I don't race that much, or maybe that it's I, because I don't race that much. Maybe I feel more pressure. I don't know. But the point is, if you are somebody that feels the pressure on on the morning of a race start to view it as an event and use that language. Call it an event. Don't call it a race. And it's it's a significant switch in your mindset. And I think it also helps you to execute it slightly differently. You don't put yourself under as much pressure. So that's really beneficial. And on the subject of what we're talking about today, managing your race calendar, well, actually, you could treat it more as a training session rather than it's a race and therefore I must. Having said that, the caveat caveat is and there is some seriousness in what i said there how much do you trust do you trust yourself because yeah yeah i'm yeah i'm just going to take it steady what does steady mean as soon as that gun goes what does that really mean you know that's on the way behind you and off you go with everybody else so i think you really need to trust yourself and only you will really know and if you can't trust yourself i think that's okay don't put yourself in the situation where you you do get carried away so I think there's two elements to that, using training, races as training, and, and what you've said about trusting yourself. And it absolutely does come down to that. And I have this debate with, with the runners I coach and say two scenarios. One, if you we say, right, okay, our PB for half marathon, to pluck a number out of the air, say is 140, but we're gonna aim to run this in 150. Now, when that comes up on your Strava or your power of 10 or whatever it might be, are you going to be okay with seeing it on there? <laughs> and are you going to be okay with everybody else seeing it on there? Because that's the first thing, you know, can you mentally, and it sounds like a really silly thing, but we do care what other people think um, and we care what we think about it. So can you mentally accept that this finishing time is not going to be a marvelous finishing time compared to what you might be able to do? Then secondly, we all have our rivals, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, particularly those of us that race a bit more and perhaps race in local leagues and often you'll see the same people there. Can you mentally, when you stand on the start line next to Joe Bloggs, who's your rival, and you're currently leading him kind of, I don't know, 4-3 in the head-to-head stakes, can you accept that today you're not racing Joe Bloggs and if he beats you or she beats you, that's absolutely fine? And I think that's a really important discussion to have with yourself before you step into a race and think this is training. It's not the end of the world if you go there and you end up smashing it out. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe you just do need to, to think about those two outcomes and, and make sure that you're happy with them. I don't know. You know, I was just thinking. I was just thinking as you as you say that, Joe, because we do we do care what other people think, and and to different degrees. I think I used to care more than I do now. I definitely care less, and that's probably something I've really worked on myself. I used to care a lot more. It might be an age thing as well, but you know, with the likes of Strava, we can all get a bit caught up on that. If you're doing an event and you're saying to yourself, right, this is an event. It's a training session. It's because my main goal, my A race is X, and that's a few weeks away. So I need to take this one really easy. But you're really concerned about other people and you just can't park that. It's in your head. You're conscious about uploading on Strava and you're having to justify in the notes. Well, simply upload it to Strava if you want as a manual session. So if you're if you're doing as a manual upload, that is, because people can't see anything then. They can only see the metrics that you add. So if you're doing a half marathon and you just want to show that you've done a half marathon, but you don't want to talk times and distances or you don't want to talk times and pace rather, you, you, you're in control of what information you import. Of course, if you're using a Garmin Polar or other watch, you can store all the detail, the true data on 
that particular platform, that platform specifically, and you can make it private. You know, maybe don't, if you're a Garmin user, don't don't share that with everybody. Make that private as your account so you can add your own personal notes. Then use your Strava as your kind of social kind of running platform. So you're in control of how you manage these things. You know, Strava is social media at the end of the day, and we know that that can have a healthy, um, it can be, play a healthy role in our life and our, how we feel about ourselves and relationships, but it can also have a negative impact as well, like all social media. So just be very careful, I think, how you manage it really mm. and don't sort of feel that you need to push unnecessarily. Definitely think yeah. that's key. But on the other hand, I think there's a lot to be gained from going to a race and, you know, you can practice your warm-up, you can practice your timings, you can practice managing those nerves as well. You can... You know, there's, there's particularly right now the social side of actually seeing people and getting out. Um, and Laura has, has commented on there as well that sometimes she's actually ended up running some really good races because she also practiced a bit of discipline at the start and paced herself rather than setting off really competitively. So, yes, you know, there might be some downsides. You might feel a bit, oh, I don't know, conflicted about this, this outcome. But actually... Look at all the positives you can get from doing a race when you're not intending to race it. It's, you know, I have done this myself and and I've also done that thing where I turned up to a race and, and you know, was in the fortunate to, position to be fairly good and in contention to win. And I remember saying to my coach, right, 120 is the fastest I'm gonna run. And even if somebody beats me, I have to resist the urge. And, you know, I could see this woman in front of me and, I'm thinking, oh, well, I could just bring it, I could just reel her in, I could just, and no, come on, you know, you know that that's what you said, and, you know, being a bit of, exercising a bit of discipline, which I think is, is a good skill to learn, because actually, particularly on, on uh, longer events, pacing and discipline is so critical to actually running the really good time that you want to run, so practicing that mental, you know, talking to yourself and sticking to your race plan can be a really beneficial exercise in itself. You use the word there, Joe, set. And if I think that's really key. If you set the target for that event, that race, that's your target. It's no longer, well, let's just see what happens. And yeah, I'll loosely sort of try and hold myself back. And then you don't when the gun goes. If you're viewing it, as you say, Joe, on, right, I'm going to really practice my warm-up protocol. What works for me? I've done a bit of research. This is what my friends do my club buddies. I'm going to test it myself in a real kind of race environment. That becomes your focus. Maybe as part of a half marathon you've signed up for, your A goal, your main race is a marathon, and you want to practice a little bit of marathon pace. Mm. Well, you know that you go into that event with that in your mind. Now, this could be another chat around this could be a whole other topic how <laughs> how to actually use a race other than just purely racing it but you can use that as a very structured kind of training session maybe you want to practice some fueling or some hydration or you know running technique in a race situation whatever it might be you set that target and you've kind of got that I suppose that card up your sleeve you've got that excuse in your back pocket rather you kind of you know, it doesn't really matter what the outcome of that race was because that was never the target, it wasn't to come away with the time. It was to practice your warm-up routine. You just got to have, I think, that confidence from inside to know that, right, this is what I'm setting, this is what I'm doing, it's about me and my goals. And I think that's really important because ultimately, we often talk about this, don't we, Joe, in these these a chat arounds, all these subjects surrounding running, we want to be as close as we can to achieving the goals that we set. We want to increase the chance of achieving those. And we ultimately want to reduce the risk of injury. And by managing your race calendar effectively, you are going to do two of the, both of those things. You're going to certainly reduce the risk of injury because that's just miserable. 
for sure. It is, it is. And I think that's one of the key reasons. If, if you find it hard to think, can I take this race more comfortably than I might do? Can I drop out of this race? Do, yeah, you know, almost hold that over yourself as, do I really, when it comes around to Manchester, when it comes around to London in October, do I want to look back and think, I did the total trotters 10k too fast, got injured and missed a big chunk of training. <laughs> but I, I got a no cheese cob at the end. race called that. But, <laughs> but no, absolutely. You know, you, you've got to think, right, it's going to be worth it. This is the race that I'm doing. This is, you know, in the future, this is my goal. There's different things that you can do to uh, my, manage your mind and ultimately manage yourself physically in that situation. You could run with somebody else. You could help somebody else that perhaps wants to use... Let's say you've got a B race, so a race that isn't as important to you. You want to hold yourself back, but maybe you're, for your club buddy, it's their A race. Well, if if you can, maybe you could run it with them, help them. You're going to feed off that energy. You're going to feel amazing afterwards. Probably as good, if not better, than running your own race, and you're going to help them as well. So it's kind of win-win, and it's a very clever way of just getting what you want out of the situation and helping somebody else at the same time. So you you can definitely be you can definitely be clever with these things. I mean, in terms of I, I, you know, the whole mind management thing, you know, this is kind of massively important to me, uh, Joe. I really kind of passionate about this stuff. And I think when you're in this situation where you're trying to make decisions, and that can be a pain anyway, we probably waste so much time in life just deciding, choosing things. I think get it out of your head. Don't, not knee jerk reaction, right? I've watched Jake and Joe and they're talking about race deferrals and stuff. I'm going to cancel all my races. No, but try and make decisions. <laughs> Don't do that. Try, try and make these deferral decisions, if that's what they are, fairly quickly. Park it, get it out of your head. Don't waste all that energy, nervous energy, anxiety of, oh, shall I do it? Shall I not? As soon as you make the decision, it's done. It's like this weight off your shoulders. And you want to be in running for the long term. However old you are watching this now, whatever your training age may be, however many years you've been running, you want to run, I'm sure, for the next however many years. So it's not a flash in the pan. There's plenty of races coming up in the future, you know, lots of years ahead of us. And I think it it really pays to kind of focus on that and have that in mind as well. Uh, Definitely. I was going to say, and just as you say, actually, make your decision and stick with it and accept that some people don't do any race and come out and smash out the A race. And other people race every week and come out and smash out the A race. There's not one size fits all, but you've got to go for something. (laughs) And once you've gone with it, embrace it, stick with that strategy, you know, and be positive about it. Don't focus on should I've done you know don't overthink it don't worry about it don't think should I be doing this one that one as you say make a decision stick with it go with it then it will be the right decision is how you respond to it not the decision itself per se in some ways it's what do you do afterwards and do you leave it and move on from where you are that's the best way to do it um but I think just one other thing I wanted to mention was so I actually did a virtual cross country this week. Um, spontaneous decision to enter it at the last minute. I thought it was the last one of the league. I find out there's now another one in two weeks' time, but never mind. But one of my thoughts was, oh, I'm not very fit. And then thought, Do you know what? I'm just going to throw myself out there and see what happens. And I think that's also the thing I'd like to say to people. We Most of us haven't run an actual race for a very long time. So don't worry about what happens when you do just go out there and do it and see what happens and see it as a baseline you might get a fantastic result and an amazing baseline and because i like to be upbeat and positive you might not get what you want but then if it's a low baseline well next time you can always improve so i think to some extent 
like everything, don't worry about it. Just throw yourself out there. Do the first race that, that pops up that it appears you may have entered and um, enjoy it. Enjoy the whole experience and the feeling again. Then we might could get onto some better kind of race planning and all the rest of it. But just throw yourself in and see what happens. Bang on. I think you're dead right, Joe. I think that's a great point. And you know what? Uncertainty, as much as sometimes we don't like uncertainty, we want to know as runners, put things in boxes. Am I going to achieve this if I follow this plan? What will the weather be like on the day? Uncertainty also brings with it excitement. It's the unknown. Well, how is this going to go? This could be exciting. This is a new challenge. I get the opportunity to experience this and whatever the outcome, I can learn from it. There's so many positives, but it isn't always so easy. And hopefully some of these chats that we do every Friday, 12.30, alternating on each other's page, will just help you to kind of just think about these things a little bit more. You know, this weekend, if we've uh, encouraged you to go away, look at your race calendar, make the decisions for you. We can't make those decisions for you. You know yourself and what your races are, but maybe just put pen to paper, look where you are and map things out accordingly and with logic and you'll enjoy your running far more. I have no doubt. Joe, an absolute pleasure. Is there anything else you want to add before I wrap up right for the day? Jake, I seem to have lost you. <laughs> I'm a- Laura says she's nervous here? about racing again. I'm nervous about the fact I can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> have, I, have I frozen? Hey. I was talking. So, so my, my, my friend that did call me yesterday because it was my birthday. My friend that birthday called me yesterday. yesterday? Oh, it was birthday my birthday yesterday, yesterday Joe. A lot of my friends called me. <laughs> mm. But he, he, he actually video called me from the hot tub. Don't ask. But it froze oh. at a really awkward moment it wasn't the best i've got to say i was like this is a this is not the best call not the best call at all <laughs> guys have a great rest of the day whatever you're up to i hope you managed to hear and see all of that go and check your race calendar make sure you map the future out for you accordingly this will end up as a podcast as well which is on the running Jake podcast just search on your podcast at running Jake and you'll see it as a quick hit every friday we're back on your page next week uh joe running joe 10k so make sure you follow joe if you don't already and we'll be back for another chat around right i'm gonna jump in the shower have a good rest of the day speak to you all soon really good extended birthday weekend too happy birthday (laughs) you've missed the moment you've missed the moment i'm off i'm off i'm going that's it that was running with jake the quick hit hear the brand new full-length podcast every wednesday or catch up now by searching running with jake the podcast